Hello, and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Today we will be discussing Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, the last movie in the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> say the, that. the only say, Star Wars trilogy, say, yeah. Say that with a straight face now. Uh, and, uh, joining me today are... John... Um, has not been in a Star Wars um, movie yet. And? And Matthew, I have uh, been on the Star Wars podcast, but I would love to go to be in one of the movies. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> be a dream come true. Yeah, so, um, so, th- so I think we just thought of some over- any overarching thoughts. Uh, this is a just massive, massive event when it came out. I- I was not alive for it, but uh, I, I still this this was still a big part of my childhood. I I personally think it's a great end to a generally stellar trilogy. Uh, I I I have some I have more gripes uh, to talk about I think than I have had before, but we can get into those later. But I think all of this ending story beats. Uh, and movie making stuff generally hits really well. Yeah, I, when I was rewatching it last night, I, I would say there were certain things that I felt. I guess I was trying to remember when the last time I had watched it, but it definitely felt like it didn't hold up as well as the other two uh, in this trilogy. Um, but I, I also think this one is the one that was done done dirtiest by the special editions. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> Does this have anything to do with Force Ghosts? <laughs> that's part of it. <laughs> well, I would say that's probably the one I wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't say that was a, like... It's not the Sly Snoodles musical number in the beginning. Right. Also, Java's Palace. Yeah. I don't that's, know if... I've Also, okay, real quick. Spoilers for Star Wars episodes... Well, all, sim- of all of it. Same for the other two episodes. All of Star Wars... Mostly Return of the Jedi, mostly ref- and mo- probably mostly episodes four and five if we go in any other movies. But uh, anyways, yeah, I have not heard. I've heard the original one maybe once. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> I, I seem to, more than the other ones, I seem to think I have seen at least, I think there's like two special editions. There's like, one that came out after theaters and then the one that was post prequels that adds in a couple of things yes i yes the the v8 my my first viewing was that vhs special edition which would have been post um pre-prequels but post theaters yeah i i think the uh the slice noodles musical number was a post prequels edition because i swear I, I swear I have seen the movie without it, and I swear I've heard, I've seen uh, the ending scene with Yub Nub instead of the uh, whatever they put in over it. Um, I think I that I think I I have that I have heard. I'm pretty uh, sure. It's really hard to find those original editions now. It is. It? it is impossible. It, yes, um, but they definitely exist and. Well, now they're in the Disney vault, but they're probably somewhere in Lucas uh, at uh, Skywalker Ranch. Well, I Nelson Mandela see... says so. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I was going to say, they, they, I did see there's a new documentary, I think the first episode just came out, about Industrial Light and Magic. Ooh. Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. And I did see that they're they're showing clips from the original. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but that is I I'm very much looking forward to watching that because, and and, and we'll talk about it more. But ILM's work on this movie um, really is kind of the culmination of everything we've seen. Uh, oh yes, building. Building through the first two, because you know, the whole story of ILM is that it was created for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I think you see them kind of perfect a lot of their craft, especially with the final space battle. I think that is... I mean, it, it, That's what comes to mind, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was about to make a statement, but I was, that it was the best until Rogue One. I, I, yeah, and, I, was, I think... Go ahead. But then I was thinking, ah, but, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith, that opening Coruscant battle. Hmm. We'll, we'll get to the space battle, because I have a similar... I have a, I, I, we're probably in a lockstep on this one, but I I have similar thoughts. Um, yeah. Um, but that, that I think that's the, as close as we're going to get to uh, seeing the original cuts. Um, yeah, I... Yeah. Unless someone else buys it from Disney, and then there's a... <laughs> or, I mean, I don't know, maybe when we get to... Did we just have the 40th or the 50th anniversary? Uh, 40th, I believe. Maybe when we get it to would 50th. Be, it would be 40th um, for, for Jedi. Yeah. 50th um, would be 1972. Yeah. Yes, or was it... So, or 70... Was it... I think it was 83. But... So it's coming up. Anyways, yeah, regardless, well, yes. maybe at the 50th anniversary, Disney would be like, you know what would be a great way to cash in? Re-release oh the original cut in theaters. Uh, <laughs> oh, if they did that in theaters, oh my gosh. They would, like... They, they would... People would pay bonkers money to see them in theaters. <laughs> so, that's... Yes, yes, let's talk to that. Yes, <laughs> now, yeah, talk to the actual movie. Um, yeah. So I think, first, I have a larger point. Structurally, and this is one of the uh, gripes, if you want to call it that, but it's a little, it's very strange structurally. It's in that you you have basically the, the Tatooine Han Rescue and the entire rest of the movie are almost two separate movies. Uh, but I don't feel like that's actually that... Un maybe maybe back then it was, but these days I feel like that's not that uncommon. No, for, I... For sequels and or ends to the trilogy where they kind of wrap stuff up from a cliffhanger and then just kind of go into the end of the whole thing. Yeah, no, that that yes, that makes that that makes sense, especially with um, yeah, there are certain Marvel movies I'm thinking of with that, but 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 yes, with um, with this, especially since it was partially due to not knowing if Harrison Ford is coming back, <laughs> and uh, so. Yeah, but yes, I, I think it works. I think it's 
I think the first bit of it is definitely drags a little bit, but I absolutely love the Sarlacc scene. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, except for, like, well, now, except for, like, was, was Leia's outfit really necessary? As Carrie Fisher herself said, uh, she strangled the guy that put, in her, put her in it. So. No, that, um. that, that is a good beat. That is a very good story beat. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good uh, yes. Carrie Fisher story as well. Yes, um, yes. I just saw a speech she gave honoring George Lucas. Um, Honoring in uh, air quotes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's is that the same one where like didn't like she like asked him one time about like wearing this is a total tangent but like although it's related like she asked him about wearing a bra and he he basically said no because there's no underwear in space and yes george lucas said this george lucas said that. she didn't ask he he just told oh um, yeah and i think she was she was complaining because uh natalie portman got to wear a bra um, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> is it yeah. weird that I think he was being genuine at the time? I he has such a dry sense of humor right. that I like I I would believe him both being genuine and joking. Just because of like he kind of <laughs> says everything the same and like with like the same tone. Um so yes, I guess <laughs> I'd say to your question. Uh, anyways, yeah, I but I yeah I think overall it works, but um, like just a little bit weird. But yeah, the, the Sarlacc scene is awesome. <laughs> and I think well, I think another thing about the Sarlacc scene, the whole tattoo thing is, it kind of, to because the first thing that like pops into your mind, I mean that that whole sequence is just this fun. It's an adventure. Yes. Um, it's kind of just you know. It, you know, science fiction, science fantasy adventure, uh, without, you know, the biggest, you know, grandiose stakes that are going to come later. Right. And I think that kind of is a ease everybody back in, especially when we kind of come off where we were at the end of Empire. And, and it also kind of helps us, how I want to put this, it, it helps us understand where everybody's at right now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems, you know, like, and also because these are certain things you're going to need to accept for the uh, kind of the rest of the movie. Like, okay, everybody's cool with Lando now. Um, That's a good point. <laughs> you know, when, when we come out the end, end of Empire, it's like, okay, everybody might not have been cool with Lando. But okay, we're cool with Lando. And uh, yeah, okay, it's true. Because he's really, really sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chewy being a. Uh, <laughs> Per that line, uh, <laughs> that's funny. You know, Luke has you know he's definitely figured out the Jedi stuff. Um, oh yeah, this is this is like Luke is awesome in this sequence. Uh, and uh, and uh, Han Solo is alive. We were not a hundred percent sure about that. I mean, both because of contractual and story reasons. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, I think. Uh, yeah, and I, I think the. 
Yeah, Luke's great. Oh, what I really just, the moment that comes to my mind is when, I don't know, this is just a more of an observation, just how how cool I like the setup is. Like when you hear the musical cues and like everyone signaling to each other and like Luke kind of gives his like send off to R2, uh, like right before like jumping on the plank. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really well set up for that. Like everyone's confidence and like you said, there's that sense of adventure without the heavy weight and stakes that come later. Yeah, because they're they're basically like, okay, we we took you to the brink with this uh, this this second movie that you did not expect at all, and now they're like, okay, let's uh, let's let's bring you back a little bit to what we were what we were building with a new hope and uh just make sure that you understand that this is like it it didn't become something completely different we just kind of took a took it a shade in a different direction if that makes sense it does it does because you know, there is definitely at least a tonal shift from a new hope to empire you know and you know a new hope is the very you know classic adventure film but that empire is a kind of darker, more sober, uh, you know, story really dives into the characters. Um, I mean, it's... The, go ahead. Yeah, and, and the world, and it's kind of... I mean, it, it, it is an adventure, but it's not... It doesn't really, like... I wouldn't call Empire, like, a happy adventure. Um, no, I mean, there's a reason that people, like, people still refer to darker sequels as the Empire Strikes Back of XYZ franchise. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, he's right. It kind of, you, you get this reset back to kind of the A New Hope. Uh, well, I don't want to say a reset, maybe a reintroduction. Yeah, yeah, I like that reintroduction. Because you kind of, you get both, I think, going through the rest of the film. Because um, then you, you get Luke, he goes to Dagobah, and he sees Yoda, and you do get that Empire feeling again. Um, but then next thing you know, you're on Endor, and you know we're riding the speeder bikes through the forest, and that's very a new hope. Yes, yes, yes. But but then all throughout this movie, and if memory serves, Empire as well, um, you have Luke dressed all in black. Now this is coming like at the very tail end of the golden age of the western um because that was last that went from like the 30s to the 70s so this hmm. was like this was very well positioned to say hey in the first movie he was dressed in white and now he's in black he's in black it doesn't mean he's a bad guy now but he's flirting with it and no. there's danger well in, in empire he was he was in white in empire yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, has... So this was this was a uh, choice for this movie. Then. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is a very intentional choice. Oh yeah. Right? Um, I mean, he, it, he going back to the flirting with the dark. I mean, he force chokes the Gamorrean guard to get him to drop his palace. Like <laughs> we, kind of, we kind of all overlooked that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but it, yeah, and I think also it is a contrast because of the the two other Jedi we have seen both dressed in a similar manner um, in Yoda and Obi-Wan and you see Luke does not dress like them uh, 
until you're right. He dresses a lot more like um, uh, Admiral Tarkin, to be completely honest. Hmm. As far as the style of his of his outfit. Interesting. Huh. It, I, I haven't got Matthew. I was gonna say it, it is. It, it's black, but it is kind of, kind of. I don't want to say flashy, but it is in a way. Um, yeah, it's... I, I mean, like, like the, it has. I, I was. It does seem a, a little more like militaristic. Um, yes. Like traditional military uniform. Um, Although it is, and we get to see this at the end, that when it's revealed underneath, that like the flap is white, so that there. And I, I, I'm guessing that was also intentional, but like. If, yeah, if you want to look symbolism-wise, that it's he's flirting with the dark the whole movie, especially towards the end. But like, he was never like really gonna go full dark side. Yeah, but yeah, good, good, interesting, interesting observation. Uh, Any so? Oh, okay. So Yoda's death scene. We get the there is another Skywalker, and this is a. Uh, this I think is the real start to the. Everyone is a sky. Anyone who's important in the galaxy is somehow related to the Skywalkers, and and well, and we get the kind of the what I would refer to as the uh, the the retcon of all retcon justification lines of from a certain point of view. <laughs> it's a good scene, but it just those are funny observations. It is, but I think it is, um, you know, because it is a recurring theme throughout uh, the saga, I think, um, as far as, you know, point of view, perspective. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, Anakin throws that line. He's the one that kind of gives that line to Obi-Wan. Um, I mean, obviously, made after, but... Right, well, <laughs> yes. But, I mean, like, sometimes, like, when if you just take the story in the order it chronologically happens, you think about Obi-Wan gives that line to Luke, he got that line from Anakin. Yeah. From Duel, uh, yeah. If you really think about it. Uh, and I think that's, maybe that's how Obi-Wan's justified, or, like, come to grips with what's happened to Anakin. Um Oh, yes, in terms of, like, internal story logic, yeah, I, that totally makes sense. Um, and, and kind of because, uh, I mean, we, we said spoilers for everything, right? Um, I, John has not watched Kenobi yet. All right, then we're going to stop right there. So, <laughs> yes, if that, I'm assuming that's where you were going. It is where so, I was going. <laughs> why, so let's, we will, we can circle back on another episode to Kenobi at some point, but. Uh, but I don't know if Obi-Wan survives yet. <laughs> uh, spo- spo- spoilers, he, he, he doesn't, and a new hope was the real retcon. <laughs> um, Actually, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, and anything else with the Yoda scene? I mean, it's short, but it, it's short, but it is uh, it is powerful. Yeah, um, it's sad. It's it it does well. It does kind of like if you think about the audience for the first time, it does confirm you know that Vader is 
Luke's father, um, because I think that was not everybody in the audience have fully accepted that. Um, yes. Oh, the bad guy said it, but guess what? The bad guy might have lied. Exactly. And then you get it from Yoda, and it's like, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, you get that. You get, I mean, a little bit of, I mean, it's, it's all retcon. But I think you can say everything past um, A New Hope is retcon to a certain oh, extent. Yeah, that, yes. That, that's like, in general, with... Like I, I say, I frame it as Star Wars has been playing fast and loose with canon since Empire Strikes Back. If you want to get like technical, and, and yeah, which, they're good. Which I think, I mean, uh, there is a debate raging online about canon right now. Oh yeah, and, and it it is a worthy discuss. It's a worthy to a degree. It's, it's a worthy discussion to have to be had. Uh, I would say more so, like in particular, like character character stuff that like might be tweaked or people might have perceived as being tweaked um yeah like it, it's definitely a worthwhile discussion to be had but um but 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 i go ahead uh, i was gonna say like if, if rigid you know if, if rigid you know adherence to the canon means vader can't be luke's father you know i don't want it Right. Yeah. Right. And well, and it's and if you're if you're not on board, like if you're not on board with something like that, then you're not gonna like. Then just don't stop watching. Like, (laughs) not like don't watch Star Wars, but you're not you're not gonna enjoy it if you're you're just you're you're not going to enjoy a lot of the stories because they're they they do kind of play fast and loose with the canon going forward to certain degrees. And so, you, so, in order to like enjoy certain things, like you were, you had to just you had to accept that certain things might change a little bit based on the story. And and again, there's definitely worthwhile discussions to be had about which changes are and are not okay, so to speak. But the wholesale, you can't change this because. They said this in this movie. I don't know. Because who would have thought that adhering completely to the the canon and tropes of a movie like A New Hope would have resulted in a completely like imagine not a completely but like a relatively um, non subversive and imaginationless uh, uh, franchise. Oh yes, yes. Well, <laughs> John, John's trying to start the internet, uh, the internet debate. I'm not sure which specific one, but that 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 comic it hit on a lot of things. No, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, just just speaking as you know, um, someone who just just kind of looking at uh, a new hope back to back with. Uh, with, with the movies that came after it, I mean, it was as as we all know the. But um, you probably talked about this in the New Hope episode. Very hero's journey, very um, familiar territory. Um, even if a lot of the context surrounding it was, um, it seemed very fresh to audiences at the time. Um, the the. The basic content of it um, would not have been 
as challenging as it ended up being if they had not gone in the direction that it went. So if they just decided like, oh, no, we didn't initially say that um, his father is literally Darth Vader. Um, as soon as they had the idea, how could they have been anything other than, oh, we got to stick with that. We got to... We we got we we gotta run with that right like right the f now. Oh yeah yeah, like yeah because it is still the be- as we talked about on Empire, uh, in my opinion best movie twist ever. But <laughs> and because yeah and we wouldn't have had that if they didn't if they wanted to be that strict with the canon. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, so Yoda's death scene, I think Yoda's death, I think, was fine. Um, I think, you know, I think the real power in that scene comes from Obi-Wan's conversation. Yes! Oh, yes! With, with Luke. No more no more games, really. No more baloney. It's just kind of like both for the audience and for Luke. This is what you need to go know to go face um, the Emperor. This is what you need to know to go face Vader. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I think he he really does kind of I think let the audience know that yes, Luke is strong enough. You know, at least like from a skills point, it's not going to be. And I, I think it sets up that this next fight. You know, we we all assume he's going to go fight Vader. He's going to fight the Emperor. It's not going to be like the last one where. Uh, you know, Vader was just playing with him the whole time. You know, Luke is on the level. He is ready for this challenge. Um, right, and right, and, and like Obi Wan insinuating that it's not going to be just about the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, really, come. We're, I mean, we're coming to the close. That's that's what they're trying to signal. Um, but. Obi-Wan is really not uh, following the mentor handbook very well. I mean, he's he's not supposed to be this straightforward <laughs> about, about this, things this, that are supposed to happen. So I don't know what he's doing here. I think Yoda, I think, was cryptic. And, well, even Yoda kind of just tells him that Le- about Leia. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh so the whole rest of the movie is the basically the climax, kind of. <laughs> uh, um, I think you still need a. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you still have a little bit of time to go through the the Endor stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, which that this is the other part that like didn't other than like the speeder bike chase and like uh, it it didn't it doesn't hold up as well and I maybe it's no I do really like the like whole briefing scene like that's very cool like when you're just you're getting ready to go to take on the empire like it's I, I it gets you pretty excited for what's coming up it, it does I think you get to see well first of all we've been kind of been wanting to see since uh, a new hope which is this is the force of the alliance you know this is um and i think also at the same time because you know the alliance is so outgunned and then you see this massive fleet all these ships um and in the back of your mind you know oh but the empire has more right um so you're starting to already anticipate you know that fight that's coming 
Um, and uh, yeah, also just kind of seeing, you know, just a little bit more depth to the galaxy, seeing, you know, different various aliens again, going back to the, uh, you know, what they did really, really well in A New Hope with like, you know, just allusions to stuff that, you know, you'll never find out uh, what it means, like, Many Bothans died. Yes. The <laughs> what is a Bothan? What is a Bothan? And why do I... I, I See, the, and this is this this is one of the first instances of something that's almost like a line from the prequels in the sense that it's kind of... It's a joke. It's kind of a, it's an internet joke at this point. Like, not in, in, in kind of an endearing way <laughs> at this point. Um... But oh, yeah, is. but yeah, is. what is a Bothanic and why do I care? And <laughs> it is, but again, that's like what it because I'm like no examples of that really stand out from Empire as far as uh, you know, just like allusions to things in the universe, which you know gives you that depth of the universe that uh, yeah, A New Hope did so well, yeah, um, so. Yeah, Endor. Um, I yeah. Go. This is this this opening Endor section didn't. It it drags a bit. I think I like the speed of my chase. The Ewoks are cute, and some of it's some of it's fun and kind of interesting. And I think I liked it more as a kid. But they were also supposed to be Wookies originally. <laughs> and that would have been better, but. Um, and I, I don't have this huge issue with it, but I did want to, like, it is worth bringing up that, like, at least this watch for me, it didn't, it didn't land as well. Um, is it, I mean, they're clearly trying to lighten up still the, 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 the heavy climax that's, that's coming. Yes. I mean, it, it, it works because it's, it contextualizes the 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 Skywalker fight um so I guess in that sense it works um but I mean Lucas is still written all over it for better or for worse <laughs> but yes yeah yeah I think I mean it does it does drag a little bit but I think you do kind of you get a little bit really what is kind of almost the last interaction of the trio that's a good point the, like the, la the last full interaction of the trio so you do get and really almost not even because Leia gets pulled off for a good bit of it right um because at a you know when Luke walks away at the end that's you know Luke's gonna go away and that's gonna be the last time I'm trying to think that's like the last lines they they have with each other in the movie. Yeah, I was saying, it probably um, is because there really isn't dialogue much yeah. after the, but the end. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of you know, the last adventure of the three of them as far as you know what we see in the movies. Um, so you well so you for kind of, for the next for thirty years, but <laughs> you're right. You're good. All all three of them will never be on screen. Right. Again, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I guess two movies that all three of them appear but no 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 you're right yeah like yeah um, we, we don't see them all together after this well or at least like interacting 
in a not like celebratory way. Yeah. Um, so that's so. I guess you kind of get this one last adventure. It is definitely leading to that moment because you do need. I think he needs a little bit more time. You remember, you, you are flashing back to the Emperor. You are flashing back to Vader. Um, Which the, that's the first time. I mean, we, we see him in Empire, but like that's the first time you meet him in person. Is when he when he comes to Death Star, yes, right? And if, and, and, yeah, and if we uh, if we are going to talk about special editions, I will say that was a smart choice um, to uh, redo it with Ian McDiarmid. Oh yes, for for the Empire scene, yes, yes, uh, yeah, agreed. So yeah, that's a. Yeah, I mean, you get to, you get to see the emperor. I think, you know, Ian McDiarmid has always just owned that role. And oh, he's so good, <laughs> so you know, good. <laughs> it, it, it's somewhat crazy to think how young he must have been. Right, it's underneath yeah, all that like, I, prosthetic and makeup and stuff in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I guess this is something I just never thought about, but yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for you know, so much of his life, just being able to play that role so well um and uh, i don't know maybe the forethought of george lucas to hire a young actor to do it so that he could have him back at the appropriate age for the prequels. yes right um, <laughs> right yeah that's a oh this is gonna be fun but yes <laughs> yes uh, but but yeah he's excellent um but i yeah back to my original point i think like the the stuff that the main trio is doing on endor gives you some time to First, you're starting to see a little bit more development of Vader. Um, you do see in a lot of his interactions with the Emperor, it seems there's a softening of Vader. Um, yes. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, you know, he's very concerned about his son. Um, maybe, well, concerned with, maybe not about. Um, right. Yes. Yes. That that is a that's I guess the whole thing with Palp Palpatine is like it's a blurred line and well even now Palpatine obviously already wants to replace well he wants whoever's stronger so like whether that's Vader or Luke but I, I really do think yeah I think you're right there that's what he wants he's like yeah fight it out one of you kill each other uh, right the, like the other one stays. Right. Um, yeah. And that's always how he's always done things. Oh yeah. <laughs> as 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 we learn as we go like retroactive. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I don't know. It's almost, you know, if he could have found an intelligent way to do it, would he have pitted Maul and Dooku against each other? Um, that's a oh that's that's uh, okay. That's an excellent. question question that I want to table. I mean, unless... Yeah. But, I mean, but Dooku's whole point was to challenge Anakin. And to kind of be this continual challenge to Anakin. Um, right, but... Right. I was gonna say, you do, like, in the Clone Wars animated series, you do see that Anakin and Dooku cross paths, and especially... Oh, was it a... No, it was in... Now, I have not finished Clone Wars either. I think it's a season four or season five when when Obi Wan like goes undercover as the he, bounty hunter. He, he's seen yeah. that, yes, yes, yes. And then Dooku and Anakin fight on Naboo. That that's the most obvious indication you have that 
Palpatine is pretty much just waiting until the day that Anakin can kills uh, Dooku. Um, right. That, that's yeah. all he's waiting for to set set in motion the whole plan. Um, yeah. No. God. You are right. That is what he, he's always just one of the strongest apprentice. Um, yeah, and that's well. And it's it's interesting because does he like actually want? Like, is it? Does he want to? Does he actually want to be immortal? Like he, I mean, I guess he probably would. In the context of the movie, it's not really like explained as to whether or not he, uh, because he, in the context of the movie, if Luke killed, like, I guess we're getting into the fight, but yeah, but, um. Yeah, I guess we're gonna talk about that now. If if Luke killed Palpatine, Palpatine would have been a okay with that, assuming that like, cause it probably would have been out of anger, and he would have effectively turned Luke. Right, and then he would be the um, I don't know if there's like an official word for it, but he'd be like the the superior of 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 the two. It's just the master, uh, yeah. Yeah, the master, the yeah. master, whoever, and then whoever would be um, under him, like, you know, Kylo. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, also table, also table that, and uh, we will obviously be circling <laughs> back to that. Uh, I'm probably, at maybe that very question <laughs> but to your Anyways, to, um, yeah. the, the the softening of vader that we were talking about earlier i mean i i, I remember seeing that as well and and props to probably mainly james earl jones as far as like showing that without any any uh facial expression whatsoever whatsoever though you probably have to give some of it to david prowse for um, the way that he moved, I guess. But yeah. for somehow, it just came through. Oh, yeah, it's superb. In, in particular, in the bridge scene, which is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, like, and that's probably the best... I mean, the whole throne room is a great sequence, but, like, the bridge scene in particular, because it is just a conversation, and, and, I mean, it's like the last time these two met, it was just... They were trying to, well, Vader wasn't really trying to kill Luke, but, like, they were trying to very seriously harm each other. <laughs> uh, and, like, and for that, like you said, like, it's now, he's not talking to him as if he's trying to, he's trying to reason with him. Like, Vader's trying to reason with Luke, etc., etc. He's, like, kind of, he's appealing to Luke in a different, in a different way. And, and in some ways, it's almost, not just trying to appeal to Luke, not trying to reason him, but trying to rationalize who he is to Luke. Um, and I think in some ways to himself, you know, he's trying to say that... I'm trying to remember the exact thing. say it's too late for me? Yes! I, yes! I, I mean, it, if you kind of think about that, Anakin in Vader's psyche has been destroyed. Yeah. But, you know, he said it's too late for me. And that really does seem like a, a reference to Anakin. I uh, yes, I think that is definitely which is, more. Which is something that, you know, Vader would never do. Vader would never acknowledge that he was ever Anakin. And but now he's trying to rationalize what happened to him. 
you know, why he is who he is, and it's almost like apologetic to Luke, like, no, this is your life now. Congratulations, you're now part of the dark side. Um, you know, the Emperor is your master. Like, he doesn't have a choice in the matter. Um, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point, because when they leave the bridge, he's it's kind of, like, Vader is almost kind of, well, to some degree, that's what he thinks. Yeah, and, and, and it also is, it is kind of the only time I feel like in the original trilogy, you, until, you know, he tosses the Emperor down the shaft, it is when we see Anakin come through. Um, and, and if you're, you know, watching for the first time, this is the first time you see Anakin come through at all. Um, yeah. So, and, and in some ways that is, you know, an area where the prequels strengthened the original trilogy. Um, oh, yes. Overall, they, yes. I yeah. mean, we, we could talk about, you know, certain uh, things. Right. The, I, I think the interactions between all of these movies and really all of Star Wars storytelling, how it affects other... Um, you know the the other story, the media. Yeah. yeah. The other piece of the story, how things that come after, because Star Wars has taken this uh, unconventional chronological, yeah, one <laughs> order to storytelling. Yes, and, and yeah, which like obviously the movie order is is kind of complicated. Like if you're newer, like oh man, getting into like the other media is a whole different beast. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yeah. That kind of gets into one of the main points I wanted to touch on, which is that um, the the different lens through which you can you you can view this movie as the end of the trilogy and the end of the six part. Hmm. Okay. Story. Yes. Tell me more. <laughs> um. I mean. It, I mean. It, you could re- reduce it to the idea that um, the, the six-part ending just kind of has more dimension once you once you add in the other stuff, and then it doesn't really end up mattering as much like what order it was conceived in because um, the internal chronology of the story. Um, at its certainly at its base makes so much sense um and you can really view it um as a a certain different person's story if you if you see it from from one to six um and uh in that especially I, I don't know how much i want to get into um the the anakin's Destiny. No, we no. I, I I think that's absolutely yeah. I good God. Yeah. Well, just yeah, just the idea that um, him being the chosen one does come back to become true. Yes, is 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 is, is one of the best um feints in fiction that I can think of at this very moment, um and. You know, it it's it 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 takes uh, as you were as you were saying before. It it takes a um, third movie in a trilogy that already hits good ending beats um, and makes it so that it can apply to a larger arc, um, and it can do so because it um, it it deals with um, 
Anakin's redemption before you fleshed his former self out, and so it was very easily applied to this um, to, to this ending movie that was already packaged as a really good finale to the narrower scope that it was a part of. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I liked all of that. I. I think looking at both structurally the trilogy and the six-part movie is really interesting. Like you said, because you could look at it as one to six is definitely Anakin's story where he comes back and is ultimately the chosen one. Um, but you could also look at like, and he's still, it is still him. And even looking at just the trilogy, the original trilogy, it is still Anakin that brings balance to the force, but like it's, but that is, but it, but that the original trilogy is Luke's story, which is very, it, it's Luke's story, but it's still like Vader's role kind of increases exponentially in terms of like the destiny of the force and the galaxy. Yeah, it becomes centralized. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it, you guys are right there. I think um, Vader's role in all of it, um, you know, going through, you know, like we said, one to six, uh, you know, it, it grows strengthened by the prequels. Um when we, when we talk about Vader's destiny, it is, I think, also going, not just that he destroys the Sith, but also that he kind of is responsible for the reemergence of the light. You know, it is his son, it is... Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, it is him stepping up and turning back to the light in front of his son, you know, in that moment. Um... Yeah. And kind of the, the interplay between the two of them because, you know, Vader it turns back because of Luke. Uh, oh, know, yeah. It's. Says. Yeah. But it's in that sense, it, yeah. It's like the, it's the culmination of both Luke and Anakin's hero's journey. Like you said, in that, in that instance, Anakin's turning back because of Luke. In particular, I mean, this may be more of a subconscious thing, but like Luke's decision to not, to like throw away his lightsaber and like not attack the Emperor or kill and finish off Vader. Like, that decision would... would, Well, first of all, I think it's the most quote-unquote, like, Jedi thing that anyone does in the whole original trilogy, I think. Besides, maybe Obi-Wan's sacrifice, but... um, But, like, that... That's kind of Luke's character climax where he fully becomes a Jedi and reaches the culmination of his hero's journey, but it leads to, like you said, Anakin's. Uh, it is, and if you look, you know, even more so, you know, one of the, the symbolism of when Luke takes off Vader's hand and he sees the wires there, and he sees he took he, he just cut off a prosthetic hand, hmm. and then you know he looks at his own, um, and I think in a lot of ways, and I think that's you know it comes back to goes back to the cave in Empire, yes, you know, Luke seeing himself in. Anakin and Vader and it's almost like they both came to that crossroads at different points in their lives and by Luke seeing his father's failure chooses to go the other path 
which also is probably why the emperor thought, hey, yeah, he's right here. I can, uh, you know, almost he's coming to this same crossroads that uh, Anakin was at. And the emperor's like, I can come in here and this is where I can pull Luke away right. from the dark side as well. Because he's seen it before and he thinks that's exactly how it's going to go, which is probably why he was so mad when Luke said, no, he loses. It's not how it's supposed to happen. Right. Yeah, he's like, you're, you're supposed to give me your pain. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, you know, it's the, um, the, the Emperor's arrogance is his downfall. You know, that's, uh... Yes, and your faith in your friends is yours. Okay. Right. Sorry, <laughs> I had to finish that one. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I do want to touch on... Va- uh, uh, kind of sidebar on ish on Vader's redemption. It's and this is a point that I've like seen come over over the last few years that I've come to like agree with. The Vader being fully like uh, he's not fully redeemed. Like it's or at the very least, it doesn't feel like it feels it, it's quick and not as. It's not like a full redemption arc, we'll say, that it's sometimes referred to as. Uh, but and the main reason I say that is that he, Anakin slash Vader, never doesn't have to deal with the consequences of his actions because he did a lot of really bad stuff for a <laughs> long time, and and not that people particularly liked him, but it's you don't. Uh, in contrast to. Uh, a different redemption arc um, in a TV sh- in a uh, television show that's also very hero's journey uh, he doesn't face all of the people he wronged and have to uh, reconcile with them or reckon with what he did no and I, I think that you have um, you have grounds to then not call that an arc right. just from like a kind of a descriptive point of view um but to speak in his defense i think that that's all he had left in him i i'd agree with that and and he he was he you know he, he wasn't young anymore he he'd already um he, he wasn't just getting started out he'd uh, he'd already he was that guy now and once he realized what he had to do, he did everything that was required of him, which 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 does deserve its own accolades, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that point. I just, I, yeah, I, I think it's... And I think as I've seen other redemption-type stuff done a little better, it's, it's, it's just a point that, like, I... That, that I wanted to bring up. But, but yeah, well, I... It is a- go ahead, Benny. Well, it, it is a good point, like, what counts as redemption. Uh, you know, cause a lot of people would say, some people would say, you know, oh, hey, he made the right choice there, but, you know, he never does right the wrongs of his, you know, of, you know what he brought on the galaxy. You know, we see the, the legacy of the Empire, you know, for as far forward as we see in the timeline, and, the okay. legacy of the Empire is still there. In the um, canon timeline. <laughs> Anyways. Well, even even in the yeah, non-canon yeah, timeline. Yeah, yeah. Even more so in the non-canon timeline. Uh, well, but isn't there... Well, I'm not getting into all that. There's other well, at things... Least in my, there's other the, threats or things going on there that are not... The, go ahead. It, or at least, I don't know, it's been 
I read one. I haven't read past Thrawn, so that's I. <laughs> I don't know where the book I read. This was like in fifth grade. I read. I I used to read a lot more. I used to be. I probably went from like when I was in fifth grade, I was reading at like a college level, and now I'm probably reading at like a fifth grade level. But well, what um, what, <laughs> what reading level is Way of Kings? Because that uh, is uh, in uh... <laughs> uh, which it, the... with which reading level do you have a better time though? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, um, Anyways, yeah, I know. I remember reading one that was post Return of the Jedi, but it was, there's, I, I, my understanding of the Legends timeline is the Imperial Remnant never fully goes away. I can um, see that, I can see that. And, but anyways, that's the point, like, yeah. he never wrecks with it. I know in one book, I think it's called Bloodlines. Yep, um, with, yep, I've read the Leia one. Yeah, they, is it, like, they, some of her political rivals throw it, throw it out to the world. Yep. Who, um, that she's Vader's uh, daughter, and that's you know, if you kind of think about it, you go, oh, Vader, he did the right thing at the end, but oh, look, now here's his daughter that he, you know, his only interactions with was uh, torture, to her. right, torturing her, and yeah, torturing her, uh, blowing up the uh, her adopted planet, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, she's left to deal with the fallout of his actions, so you know, did he fully redeem himself when he kind of left this mess? Um, I think that is a valid question. Yeah, and I, 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 it's complicated because I think John, John raised a point of that's all he had left, and so that was in him to do, and so that, and obviously he did bring balance to the Force, well, albeit t temporarily in whichever timeline you're talking about, but but he did bring balance to the Force, and which I mean, but, yeah, and it doesn't yeah. undo the stuff that. Um, he like otherwise could have the the wrongs that he could have righted um but it, at least he wasn't really in a position where he was like i said i was sorry i didn't i don't have to do any of that other stuff right yes yeah yeah i that i agree with that but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's co complicated but yeah but yeah, so I, I'd agree. Yeah, like it's he—he he is redeemed for the sake of like the story and like the narrative in particular. But yeah, just a yeah, point point of discussion. Should we talk about the battle? The, well, the space battle in particular. Uh, I guess so, before we get into that, I, was, yeah. I wanted to circle back to the Luke Leia interaction. Ah, yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, then yeah. you know. So kind of like the last thing before the battle, because I think you do finally, or you do get a, because really, like we were saying, this is the last interaction between them in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, yeah, we can talk about retcons, like, oh, I've always known. It's like, oh, yeah, because, uh, those openings. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that, th this, this Did is, <laughs> this is one of the funny, this, this is one of the, again, I think this is one that I don't care as much about, but it is one of those like uh, I don't it's, love with that. It's a little. <laughs> Who said? Who one of them said that? that? Le Leia says that like she had glimpses. She uh, what's the quote? It's like faint memories, basically. Oh, that's of uh, her mother. Yes, we well, yeah, have her mother. Yes. But like when Luke tells her that she's his sister, she's like, 
I've known. Like, I've always known. Somehow. Oh, yeah, so then... So, uh, I just want a uh, meme of, like, a huge <laughs> of just of just... Just confusion. Well, the, the 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 meme would be it's it's the scene of Jedi on the bridge with the, like that scene, and then the middle the middle frame is them kissing an empire, and then it's Luke's confusion. Look at confusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you get that. But I also like you know something. You kind of look at as Luke is really stepping in and you know doing. You know, right by the Jedi code, or not really like the Jedi code, but you know what we would expect a Jedi to be. You kind of almost see, you know, if there is this question, okay, but why Leia? Like, why does Leia have to be the other Skywalker, the other potential Jedi in the galaxy that we know of? And and I think kind of what you see is that Luke is going on a personal mission to confront Vader. Yes. Like you know, the Rebellion doesn't need him to do that. But it actually, what the rebellion needs is him to attack the shield generator. Now. Right. Yes. You know, they yes. need a Jedi leading that. Um, that probably that whole thing probably goes a little bit smoother with Luke there. Um, Which funny point that we don't really ever see a Jedi or Sith leading kind of like a land battle type thing in the original trilogy. I, I mean, like the, close, the closest right. thing you get is the sandbarge with Luke. Um, right, that, the, like, Vader's on, you see him after the battle in Hoth, but, like, he doesn't, he's not, like, it's not like battle, the Battlefront trailers where he's, like, leading the troops on Hoth. It's <laughs> not the Rogue One scene. Yes, um, right, yes, yes, certainly not the Rogue One scene, but, yeah. But, Anyways. So you, but, so Luke is going on this personal mission, but I think one of the things that, you know, when I was rewatching it that kind of struck me, one of his lines that stood out that I hadn't before was, you know, he tells Leia, you're the last hope for the Alliance. And it's almost like Luke is, you know, as he's about to go on this, you know, personal mission again, not not what the re- Rebellion needs, not what the Galaxy needs, what he needs for his own personal growth, but he's still thinking about, you know, the Alliance. And he's saying, I'm not going without leaving something. So even if, you know, because remember, he turns himself in. The Imperials could have just shot him on the spot, you know, some stormtrooper. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just, just bl- there's the end of the trilogy, Luke. Well, Luke I mean, shot if, by a, I mean, if it was, a, a I mean, if it was a stormtrooper, I mean, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> but ex- execution style. Um, yeah. But you know that could have been. But he's like, you know, there's still you are the hope. You are still here, and I think just kind of speaking about you know how he's grown into becoming a Jedi is that. He didn't go off on his own personal thing without taking care of his mission, taking care of the galaxy and kind of the role that the Jedi were supposed to play, at least in his understanding of it. No, that's a good point. Yeah, though like he st- still kind of almost wrapping up his uh, more moral big picture duty, so to speak, before, which, which obviously like he really has, or there still is a part of that that's the moral person like duty for the Jedi Sith stuff but yeah like you said like Vader and Vader and the Emperor would both probably die anyways certainly the Emperor Vader depends on where he is <laughs> when the Death Star blows up but yeah exactly um, yeah so the, and that's and then you know you do get the kind of uh you know, the Han interaction. Um, also, 
kind of a dick move, Luke, just kind of taking off without saying anything. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> yeah, that is... Yeah, that's especially like you said for the trio reaction. It's a weird... It is kind of a weird scene. Yeah, you don't really get the... Uh, you don't really get it like a nice final moment with... I mean, you kind of get, you know, that kind of the last, you know, freeze... I mean, not an actual freeze scene, but, you know, that last kind of group photo at the end of the movie. Yes. You don't get a nice interaction between Luke and Han. Um, you know, ever, because they, they never share the screen again after this movie. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, brief comment. The land, the land battle is, I think, the weakest part of... Well, first of all, a general point on the climax, that it was so well done that he managed to interweave these three climaxes of sorts at the same time and not make it feel like too much. Or yeah, that, I, yeah, I think it, it, it's, it's well balanced. It, you know, everything kind of, it does play off. Because that's the other thing is you do see that all three of the battles are kind of interconnected, you know. The, re the you know rebel fleet is getting slaughtered because Han doesn't have the uh, you know the shield down. Han and Leia don't have the shield down, and then it's Luke seeing the rebel fleet getting slaughtered that uh, makes him pick up his weapon again. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and and I think that because uh, well until Luke picks up his weapon again, that part is slower. Like so, like the other two, there isn't. Like, the Vader, the throne room scene is more, like, dialogue-heavy. There's more you're having to think about, whereas, obviously, the, uh, like, space battle and the Endor land battle are much more frenetic. Just definitely not a lot of dialogue, other than, uh, other than one of my favorite lines in uh, all the Star Wars uh, that I do have to say now that, um, uh, well, it's a trap! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a natural place for that. Anyways, yeah, I, it's... Uh, they're not as plot-heavy. Like, you don't have to follow, like, okay... I mean, there's a lot to follow on screen, but it's not like, oh, what intricate moves are the, like, rebels or the Empire trying to make? Whereas the Emperor, the conversation with the Emperor, like, there's more going on emotionally, but there isn't as much physically until, like, the duel starts. And once the duel starts, you know... Kind of going back to something I always talk about is like you know how fighting style tells a story. Um, something I've been picking up more and more on is you know, Vader does not do well when his opponent is not afraid. Um, yeah, that's a, yes. Like, but that's just so much of his style. Like you know, whenever he steps in, you're afraid of him. You you know, you're intimidated. But here, you know, Luke isn't. No, you know, especially Luke's right there in that moment of anger, he's taking the fight to Vader. And this is very much a fight of equals. Um, oh, yes. Even if... Go ahead. It, it's kind of the first time... I think you do kind of see a fight of equals. Because even, like, Vader Obi-Wan... Especially in the aftermath of the series... You know, I really feel like... Obi-Wan was almost toying with Vader. Um... I could kind of in the, in the new in the a new hope duel. Um, I could I, I, the post post Obi Wan Kenobi has given me a lot lot of more thoughts on a lot, of, a lot more thoughts on that duel and 
what like ha- what's going through Obi Wan's mind, but you know we don't. Yeah, that's don't right. have to get that much no, into I, it I, now. I, I see where you're going with that, but yes, yeah. Um, so but, you see it as equals, and you see Vader really, in some ways, struggling to hold his own. Luke is in control the whole time. It's you know, Luke is kind of beating back Vader, and then he steps away. He's like, no, 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 this isn't the Jedi way. Um, I mean, Luke also does. To be fair to Vader, Luke gets the high ground several at several points in the in the duel. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't feel like being fair because he should know by now. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me yeah. once, shame on you. Yes. Fool me twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It, yeah, like you said, it is equals until until Luke. He, I would say he definitely ta- he certainly taps into the dark side when he's when he when he wins. Basically, like that's that's how he at least physically bests Vader. Um, no, the, not uh, the the Skywalker overhead slashes. Yes, the <laughs> yes. It's, uh... My question is: Was that a um, kind of needing to have intimidation on his side? Was that was that always a problem of, or at least a version of a problem of Anakin's, um, or did it not really manifest until he like had his hate front and center? Uh, I don't think it's it as much Anakin, but I think I almost think it's like it's just a consequence of Vader being so much more powerful than every opponent he faces for the majority of his time as Vader. Sure. Okay. I, I think it's almost like a lulled into complacency. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I don't really feel like Anakin ever relies on that. Like he's, he's certainly confident, but he's not. He doesn't rely on the psychology of his. Well, because I think or, also part of Anakin's big issue is that nobody ever respects him, not even his opponents. Uh, true. <laughs> no, nobody's intimidated by him. You know, he is this great and powerful Jedi, and nobody gives him the respect he feels he deserves. Um, and I think maybe that's a big part of it. But you know, also you know, the armor. You know the voice, the breathing. You know that's all intimidating stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's. I mean, there's a, there's a reason Vader is well. Certainly one. I mean, I say the best movie villain ever, but one of certainly one of, like regardless, one of the most iconic movie villains ever. And that's part of it is the breathing and the suit and the like, kind of brutality and unknown factor to a degree even though you could read it as what's the meme that's when like luke um overpowers vader it's like um uh, this 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 guy um beats down special needs oh, yeah. man <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah the uh, i do i do want to circle back matthew to just the, i mean the your point at the beginning of the episode about uh, the space battle in comparison to others, I I think it is. Pro- I think Scarif visually is the most stunning, uh, but I think this would leap over Scarif just because of the emotional stakes and that it is the culmination of the first, certainly the first six movie arc. It is, and I think 
you know, we, if we just want to like kind of praise the effects for a moment, I do think this is where they kind of show off everything they've learned, uh, you know, ILM does in this battle scene. Um, they, you know, they get to show off. It's really, it, it's well done. You do see, you know, certain things you didn't, you especially don't see in uh, A New Hope, uh, you know, kind of one, you know, the big space battle. You do see the, the interactions between the capital ships. You see ships, uh, you know, dipping, diving in between uh, the various ships, ships crashing into other ships. Uh, oh, oh yeah, because it's all like a lot of camera tricks and stuff in A New Hope, which is interesting. Yeah, and so you do see they really like step up their game. You know, they, you know there's always the joke of, uh, you know, when Han says in A New Hope, oh, we'll, we'll lose them, I know some maneuvers, and then it's just them kind of like listing over yeah. <laughs> yes you know but you, you see like okay because that was kind of the extent of what they kind of knew how to do at that time right. and you see what the Millennium Falcon is doing here and you see all the ships around it the growth there from you know A New Hope to this movie um, is really something impressive and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Space battles, dogfights, all that stuff. Um, oh, yeah, no, visually it's super well done. In 1983, like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, 1983 plus with the versions that we watched for this. <laughs> well, I would say this. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm like racking my brain. I can't really think of any adjustments to the space battle. You, you know better than I would. I don't. I'm, I'm trying, like, there's nothing that obviously, at least, like, to me, obviously screamed, oh, that, that's additional CGI, because normally it stands out as... Yes, it's you, some of, some of them are very obvious. I mean, because it is, it's prequel era CGI. Yes. And <laughs> it, it mixed in with, you know, original trilogy. Right. Like, the fact, it stands out. Um, and, and, you know, rewatching it, it's like, yeah, it didn't seem like... You know, and especially when you compare to A New Hope, kind of the last big space battle they saw, there were, you know, you know there are special edition inserts, but this one, there aren't. I think that's because they really did nail it to George Lucas's, you know, liking uh, initially. Yeah. Oh, well, and yes, this is the stuff that he's best at is, I mean, yeah, like not just the effects, but the more spectacle, big picture... Uh, mythological-ish type level stuff is where he excels and and there are a lot of parts of this movie that really nail that exactly that's a good point about you know, I think George Lucas in general he is very good at the big picture um, you know not, not not just like in the small scale of the scene but in the large scale of the story right um, but that is something you know, I remember listening to an interview with Dave Filoni talking about how George taught him how to approach the uh, the animated stuff. And he said, you know, you always flush out the whole scene, you know, like like as if it was real. You know, where are you putting the cameras on this set? You know, even though it's an animated... Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Animated production. You know, so he does, you know, he has that mind for it. And he wants, you know, he always wants to think what is... How is how how are, how is he you know the filmmaker looking into this world that he's created, um, and I think you you do see that in the final battle. Yeah, yeah, I I could listen to have listened to Dave Filoni talk like for <laughs> hours and hours. 
Anyways, um, yeah. Anything... Oh, I mean, one final note. I do love the moment where the Falcon escapes the Death Star. I love that musical cue. I love Lando and... Um, oh my gosh, the co-pilot. Nandiev, yeah. Uh, like, I love their kind of, like, exuberance as they're... As, like, the Falcon shoots out of the Death Star. Uh, like, that. that's... I've, I have always loved that moment. Um, just how it's shot and how Billy D. Williams and like sells it any other points to be brought up i guess just you know to speak on the conclusion you know how they wrap it all up after the battle um you know i think uh well we do get the special edition inserts um yes this i okay with the celebration stuff i kind of i, I that i like where you see all the different planets yeah i i think that part yeah, at least it is i think well, I don't know because I, I I had a, a thought about lore. Um, wait, okay, wait. Like last time I watched it, I was like, how did all of them figure this out so fast? Oh, <laughs> that's I, I I don't I don't know like yeah, that's a fair point. I, time stuff I don't know. It's when does when has Science and communication in Star Wars matters only when the plot explicitly needs it to. I know. It's, but I, yes. Again, I'm not a stickler. For no, I know. That's canon. That's a, it was just like a funny thought. I was like, how'd they all figure this? And would they all have reacted like that? Like, I don't. Like, I almost look at it like Coruscant. It's like, I actually don't feel like Coruscant would be sure. I, yeah. That's, that's the center of power. They're just right. Like, oh, shit. Shit, we're gonna, you know, other people are gonna be angry with us now. It might have, um, might have, it might have been a riot. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, also, another funny thing, I believe, I'm trying to remember if this is old canon or new canon, but I believe Palpatine turns the Jedi Temple into his palace. I've heard that. I, yeah, I heard that. I also I, forget if it's old or new canon. I can't remember, but it is the, the, uh, the Jedi Temple is there in uh, in this shot. And I was like, eh, he did he renovated it. Like he, he made it look like an Imperial Palace. Also, uh, give us give us more stories on Coruscant during this period. Like I don't I'm don't give me any more Tatooine. Give me Coruscant between like three and four, or just in this within the trilogy or after the trilogy. Like <laughs> between exactly. six and seven, yeah. Um, it's uh, well, Johnny. They they made the uh, the Tatooine set. They got to get there. <sighs> yes, yes. <laughs> got to get their money's worth. Um, I was thinking the I same don't... thing when I was when I was watching the or when I saw the Gamorrean guard costumes. I thought, yeah, I think the whole reason we got uh, Gamorreans in the Mandalorian is because they were planning Gamorreans for Book of Boba. Fett. <sighs> Um, oh, that's that's another conversation. Just the existence of Book of Boba Fett. But anyway, oh sorry, John, you were gonna. <laughs> I don't know how purposeful this is, but um, the the addition of um, Hayden Christensen. Yes. At the end. So let's talk about that. Like in in the logic of. This, like if you were to um, make it consistent, which it, at, at first glance it seems to make it anything but consistent, um, <laughs> then it's like you know it's it's not. Um, 
I know I'm coming at it like with no, um, with not a lot of knowledge of the controversies. No, that's but, uh, good. This is good. Go ahead. But um, he's if if it's intentional, he seems to be making the claim that the redemption didn't work. Huh. That he was like he like Vader as he was did not deserve to become a force ghost but his death allowed anakin as he had been to become that force ghost hmm that's how i, I the only way i can justify I, that decision i think of it almost the same way but i don't frame it as the redemption didn't work i just frame it as yeah, I guess it's the same point. You just, I just look at it as like, yeah, like that's the quote unquote the force sees light side Anakin as that. Right, and, and yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I guess you could still call it a redemption of sorts, but it's clearly not a redemption that's good enough. For, no, that's a fair for the force. I, I think there's because I I was going back and forth on this honestly, and it's I've gone back and forth on this messy, yeah, because there is. I would say this. There is a certain point, if you look at like the original Anakin that they had there, no. it's not inconceivable that some people watching the movie would be like, okay, who's that dude? Right. You know, they wouldn't put it together like, oh, that's that's Vader, that's Anakin. Um, right, because he's in the Jedi robes and, like, not scarred and... <laughs> you because know, oh, we yeah. never... And, and I think, like, almost from a lore perspective, like, you know... Theoretically, Anakin never looked like that guy. You know, he, he he only really would have ever looked like you know burned and scarred Vader or like Hayden Christensen. Um, and then there's also I don't know some lore part of it's just like well I guess if you're the Force ghost you probably get to pick how you look. Um, yeah, I could see that. Or at least, and and I would imagine you would. Who wouldn't would choose to. to look like you and McGregor? Right. <laughs> oh man, if they ever. Oh man, <laughs> people would riot. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think the uh, the um, the estate there would have an issue not giving those royalty checks. That's uh, true. That's true. But uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say. I, I would also say, as a you know, the force because they they probably appear you know, in a way that is approachable, or that, you know, as that person would have seen them, whoever they're appearing to. Um, like, chance that, like, in this thread of logic, why does Obi-Wan not come back? Right, it's bigger, yeah. Because <laughs> the majority of the time, Luke knew him, he was Alec Guinness. Um, yeah. But then he would have also, but then he would have known, Luke would have known Anakin as Sebastian Shaw. Well, but like I guess, but only torn up and burnt. Um, you know, and I think that's like this is why I'm kind of I'm honestly okay with either. Like I'm, yeah. Like I, I don't. This is one thing where I I get why people get torn up about it, but I because of these how twisty you can get with the why. <laughs> it's I'm kind of like uh, it doesn't like it doesn't to me it doesn't matter as much but 
No, it does. I don't think there is. Here's the thing. There's not a good answer to that question of how should Anakin appear right there. Right. Like if you're asking, but he, okay. but he needs to appear. I yes. Think. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now, if you're asking me, I think it should. If I, if it's one or the other, I think Sebastian Shaw is more appropriate. Just like, like I think that's the more appropriate answer. But I don't have a problem with Hayden Christensen showing up. I just had a thought from the uh, the Obi Wan series about how you kind of find the middle ground there. Um, it's just oh, you just film Hayden Christensen now. And yeah. Put it in. Just uh, keep updating it. Yeah. <laughs> oh true. my gosh! When, whenever Hayden Christensen gets to the appropriate age, film him again, and you know we'll just so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll throw it in. Yeah, why don't we get the extra special edition now that the you know, CGI is coming out? I okay. would, okay. <laughs> and they need to brand it as the extra special edition. <laughs> I, 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 would get, I would buy just rooms full of popcorn for those internet discussions. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you get that. And, then, you know, they do, a, you know, a good job, I think, kind of having a good happy ending. Um, you know, the, I do like the kind of final group Photoshop. Yeah, you know, it's at the end. yes, it's 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 fun. I I like the new Victory Celebration song. Like what, like that's the one that I remember more. Um, see, I feel like uh, I go back and forth on it because I feel like for like the celebration where they're kind of like all walking around hugging each other, I like it. But I, I almost feel like. For the very end, it's too soft. Like, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It, it, it kind of feels like it should be building to something, but then it just kind of like goes from zero to the ending crawl. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And I think that's like my only gripe with it because I do, I do like it, especially over the the other planets. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I, I always like Yub Nub. Um, no, and that's... Because Yub is a very, like... In universe, it makes a lot of sense. It's the Ewoks. They're singing. This is their song. Right. You know, right. You're, you're partying with the Ewoks. That's what they're going to do. Which um, never n- never refer to as Ewoks in the movie, ever. But... I mean, who would who no, have known the word Ewok? No, I, I know. Story? Yeah, <laughs> it's just... It's just... It's funny. Yeah. Like, in terms of, so you want to talk about, like, marketing and toys, like, I guess it kind of started with, I mean, it's always been there, but, like, this is, between Empire and Jedi, like, this is when it really starts to ramp up. <laughs> but. Yeah. Not, I don't say that as a bad, as, like, an entirely bad thing, but, uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, any f- Final thoughts. I guess, uh, I don't know, we'll just do final thoughts on the original trilogy, now that we've talked all three. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I guess we could, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, if we're just gonna, I mean, like, on the whole original trilogy, obviously, the original trilogy, just standing on its own, is one of the, you know, just best, the strongest, most complete stories kind of told in this manner um, when you look at 
you know, the, like the trilogy, as we have seen so many other franchises attempt, and very few have gotten right. Um, at least on the whole of all three movies interacting together, um, playing off one another, and telling you know, a complete story that even you know at the end of the day does leave room for more, does leave room for growth. Um, and oh boy, do we get more! But, <laughs> I, we do, but at the same time, yes, yes, yeah. I, you can look at any one movie and all three movies as individual complete stories, and I feel like that's something that is very rare. I would um, only pick a bone with. Uh, you can't watch Empire in particular in a vacuum. Um, but yeah, like as far as all of your other thoughts, I yeah, totally like. The trilogy is stellar. It's. I obviously am super nostalgic for it, but like, it, it, it is one of the best examples of a trilogy that, like, is a completed story and, like, is satisfying all the way through. Um, I mean, I. I don't think for me anything trilogy wise is ever going to beat Lord of the Rings in terms of, like, movies. Uh, but that's a separate discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's and it it is the it is the best of the Star Wars trilogies as far as making that statement uh. <laughs> easily. Um, I, yeah. I know when we get to the ranking episode, it's going to be it, it's more apparent. But again, when you look at those criteria, where all three movies play off each other, you know, I, there, there's some very I would say unintelligent discourse on the internet right now. Yeah, this, comparing the trilogies, but even the prequels, you know, the Phantom Menace really doesn't play off the other two. Yeah, and that's a yeah. I've yeah, we'll get into that because yeah, that's but, yes, agreed. But yeah, so but that's just kind of like the point. So you don't have that, but you know, the, the trilogy when you look at what it did. Um, as far as popular culture, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, just by the fact that there is a trilogy, you know, that's just sequels were not as big of a thing, if even a thing. Uh, at this which, point. which we like, which now you look at it and it's like, well, basically, what's not? Fr- basically, one of the things that studios, one of the biggest questions they presumably ask is, can we make this a franchise? <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting greenlit for anything if it's not a multi-movie deal. Right. No, you, know, I, you see, I, I just saw an article, Netflix is complaining that they can't uh, make a franchise like Star Wars. Um, well, because... It's, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but right. it's also... Uh, you know, it, it's what everybody wants, but you know, this really does start with Star Wars. It starts with the original trilogy. Um, yeah. And and to also, you look at the legacy it had for, you know, decades before we get any real kind of proper... Right, until Phantom... Even until Phantom Menace. It's... Exactly, and it, and it holds, you know, the attention and the, you know, imaginations of its audience all the way until that point. Right. To the point where, you know, a not insignificant chunk of, you know, that the sequel trilogy, you know, was, you know, the sequel trilogy's fans weren't alive when these first movies came out. Um, Wait, we, yeah, I I wasn't. I first saw... I, I first saw these movies, like, years and years after they first came out, and... Yeah. I mean, like, what, what, what year was... 
Return of the Jedi was that 83 I believe 80, 83 and then what's Phantom Menace 99? 99 yeah so you know that's 16 years you know if you're born in 84 you're 16 years old when you go to see this movie and you know that you know even that generation was so familiar you know the reason the prequels did well was because you know it wasn't just that original you know fan base you know as people you know they grew up with this and they've always wanted more they've always had their imaginations um captured by star wars um and that is just a testament to the strength and the timelessness of these movies um, oh yeah and timelessness i think is a yeah an important part especially since you know and and the sequels made certain plot points even more timeless but that's a uh <laughs> we'll get that when we get there <laughs> But yes, no, it, yeah, very agreed on all of those points. I don't really have anything to add to that. <laughs> I think it is. It is also my um, my my favorite trilogy. It, it's a bit like. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I, my favorite Star Wars trilogy. Oh, for a second, I was like, hold no. on. No. I was like, what did I just hear? <laughs> Anyways. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I thought uh, so. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. So, yeah. No, it's, it's my favorite of the three trilogies. Um, it's it 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 sounds like more disrespectful than I wanted to to say that it's by default, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but they're just like, and it's not like there anything anything is all bad. It's just they're too many problems to ignore with the other trilogies. Yeah, yeah. Which, in, in some ways, is almost still a testament to the strength of this trilogy is... Yeah. You know, look at that. the other two. You know, it's not for lack of trying um, <laughs> no. to, to match the quality of this, but it's such a high bar, and it's such a hard thing to do that even Star Wars, even, you know, George Lucas himself making three more movies, you know, couldn't match the level of these three. Um, the, yeah, the prequels tried so hard. The sequels also tried uh, so hard, but also uh, didn't try. Also didn't. It's, but... really, it's really weird combo. Yeah, yeah. I, I do look forward to in 10, 20 years when we get the tell-all book about the behind the oh scenes boy, that, to the sequels. That, that, that in particular is gonna, is the most interesting with the behind the scenes, just because... Well, look, yeah. not, not behind the scenes, like the, the studio... Yes, right, yeah, right, yeah. Like who's, what what story decisions are or are not being made. <laughs> I, I think the problem is none of them were being made at the yeah. studio level. Uh, yeah. I think that was yeah. part of the issue. <laughs> yep. Um, also potentially Colin Trevorrow being a dick, but um, yeah. that's a that's a story for another time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so. All right. Um, well, yeah, so uh, anything else? Uh, no. Uh, that's it for me. Right. So, um, this has been uh, the Accolades of Merlin, our episode on Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, which we didn't... Okay, one last thing. We didn't mention that uh, for a lot of its production was called Revenge of the Jedi. Mm. Uh, <laughs> which... Well, uh, doesn't... They, they figured it didn't play well with the themes, which I would... 
agree with. Yeah, <laughs> revenge I guess is that... not the Jedi way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Revenge of the Sith is uh, the revenge of George Lucas's creative freedom, I suppose. I don't know. It's something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right, yeah. Our episode on Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Uh, we will be back for the rest of the live action ones. Uh, we are do again. We are doing release order. So as far as the Star Wars movies go, uh, Episode One: The Phantom Menace is next. Uh, so we have your hosts, Johnny, John, and Matthew. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.